0: Welcome to On Taking Pictures, a weekly podcast where we're going to discuss the art and science of making images. Uh, we'll also have some news, some tips, and probably a fairly healthy dose of sarcasm and opinion. My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, uh from fadedandblurred.com, and I'm here with New York editorial portrait photographer Bill Wadman. How you doing, Bill?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? All right. I'm
0: doing pretty good. So a lot of stuff going on this week. Absolutely. Uh, Where do you want to start? Uh, Well, let's you know what. Let's do the falling bear thing. Yeah, I I I did not know about this until actually until I got the email from you, and I probably spent fifteen minutes just giggling when I. It's a good shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: But the the fact that there is a picture of a bear falling out of a tree is not really the story that we're here to discuss. The the story is more that the, apparently everybody's been using this photograph um, and the photographer has not been getting paid for it. Is it Um, a meme? Is it a meme yet? I I guess that's a meme. Is that, uh, I never understood the definition of a meme. I'm still unclear. Because a lot of people say things are memes that are not actually memes. And I, you know, if somebody puts this picture up on Facebook or they link to it or whatever it is, that's one thing, but there are newspapers and lots of online things using this picture without, without compensating per- this guy. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he is very upset about it, <laughs> uh, and is suing the paper. Apparently he took the picture for the paper. I guess it's a school paper It is college or whatnot. Okay.
0: Yeah. It was like university of Colorado Boulder. I think
1: there you go. Yep. Uh, and so he, he, he put the thing in, uh, the entered. they had it in the paper and, And then the paper basically gave permission to all these other papers for them to run it. But in some ways, you know, I don't know where the line is on this kind of stuff, but as far as I'm concerned, he, as the photographer should have copyright to this image. Sure. Um,
0: Unless he's, you know, somehow under contract where, where all of his photographs become the property of the paper.
1: Exactly. And, And I think that that seems like a very vague... A uh, vague uh, thing that's going on there, because uh, the paper apparently says that they think that they have copyright, but from everything that I've read, I don't know that they do. Like they, I don't know. They 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 seem to have. They're actually they're running it in the paper, but I don't think he's paid. Right? He just works for this this the school paper,
0: right? So he's just a student shooting for the paper,
1: right? Exactly. Uh, and then it gets picked up by the Denver Post, the Colorado Daily, all these different things. And they didn't pay me a penny, as he says. He works his, his butt off for CU Independent, and I, in return, I get nothing. Um, and, okay, so the professor who specializes in copyright law told him that he definitely owns the copyright. Uh, he's going to write a letter to inform them, blah, 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 blah. And I guess this is the point, right? Like, it's great that this guy is getting, his work is getting out there and his name is getting out there, but obviously he's not getting anything for it. Right. Um, in the old days, I guess the argument was, okay, you get paid for your work, you know, this, this guy goes in 15 different papers. Each paper pays him 50 bucks or whatever. Right. Um, there are people in the new economy of the internet who would say, this is all just free advertising for him and he should make his money some other way. You know.
0: Yeah, but but does that does that fly? I, I don't know. I, I, there's a chink in that armor.
1: I definitely lean towards the old world uh, definition, personally. Right. Um, I guess the problem that I have with it is that okay. So there's guys like um, who's that photographer who does stuff? Um, uh, who does the HDR stuff? Trey Ratcliffe. Trey Ratcliffe. Now he puts out a lot of his stuff as Creative Commons. Right, So people can take sure. and do what they want with it. Well, non-commercially, though. Right. Okay. So where does he actually make money? By giving lessons and doing workshops and things?
0: Uh, I think that's part of it. Uh, he owns Flatbooks, so he's got an ebook business. Right. Uh, you know, he's got uh, a couple apps on the App Store.
1: Right. Okay. So th- that's all fine, but not every photographer is going to give workshops and make ebook companies. Not all of them can. Sure. You know? If, and, and then this then may be the most compelling 000. picture that this yeah, guy takes exactly you know? um and i just think that it's you know the whole idea of giving it away to make your money somewhere else well not everyone can make their money somewhere else right um and not every you know if everyone came out with an ebook company and a bunch of apps there's plenty of people who have photo apps up on itunes that aren't doing nothing sure you know there, there's a limit to the amount of people who can be in the market. Um, I just think it's, I just think it's interesting that people assume that they can just use this image and this guy's standing there, you know, holding his pants up going, wait a minute.
0: Right. (laughs) You know, but but unfortunately this has become, um, pretty common. I mean, you've had images used.
1: Sure. Yeah. And, And I, and I've complained, uh, and, and sometimes they're taken down. Sometimes it's not worth the fight. You know, sometimes you, you, you think to yourself, you know what, I, I could complain about this, but if I do, what bridges am I burning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and that kind of thing, which feels kind of bad as well, you know, that it's a political thing. Um, is, it,
0: is it a gray area here? I mean, it, would this fall under news or education or satire and, and allow them to kind of skirt copyright somehow? Or do you think it's pretty cut and dry?
1: I think that, well, I think the satire stuff comes, all that kind of stuff comes if you're like making another version of it. Like if, if somebody made a fake copy of this with a guy in a bear suit mm-hmm. falling out of a tree and took that picture, uh, they could say, Oh, we made a copy of it and this is satire. Um, uh, I think using it for news, I don't know. Cause this is, I mean, it's, it's an image, you know, mm-hmm. um, so i it's just it'll be interesting to see how it all how it all folds out. You know I understand the need of the paper to be able to say, "Oh, this was for our paper, and now we're promoting this image. Other people want it, and like we have to have the ability to reproduce at other places and I understand that, but you're also having a guy who's working for free, you know hmm um, most of the time that I've taken stuff and it's gotten picked up and and sent to other places. I get paid for those other places. I mean, it's sure. not a lot. It's sure. a le- less money than it was ten years ago, and probably a lot less money than it was twenty years ago. Um, but there's something there. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, and that that kind of brings us to the next thing, which is the whole Pinterest uh, article.
0: Yeah, they they've kind of been in and out of the news with copyright um, over the past uh, few months, really.
1: Right. And and a lot of people, yeah, throw all kinds of stuff up there, and you can actually put apparently a metadata tag on your website to say no pin.
0: Yeah, no, don't don't take don't allow people to Pinterest. This. Yeah,
1: uh, and some people say, well, that's that's stupid. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Look at all these people who are basically sending traffic to your website. Um, it's, it's but, funny. But what
0: does it really mean? What what do those numbers mean? I mean well, that's it, the thing. Does it generate? anything or, or is business it just random views? I, I it, don't
1: know. A lot of it seems to be random views. I I took a picture of my friend, Mary with a wide angle lens and then with a long lens, kind of the same basic picture. Mm-hmm. So for the wide angle shot, I was very up close. I was five inches away from her. Uh, and then for the longer shot, I was five feet back and I was just showing how perspective changes with focal length. I personally thought that the wide angle image looked pretty cool um, and I use wide angle for portraits all the time, but usually it's because I'm three or four feet back and I'm getting more of the environment in sure. the shot. Um, so when people say, oh, you need to use longer lenses for portraits because it's more flattering. It's like, well, no, that's not only half the equation. It's also the distance at which you're using that lens, um, which actually is, is more to do with it. Right. So if you're at a certain distance, you can use a wider angle lens and you get more of the environment in the picture. Uh, so anyway, I put this up on, on my blog and people I've had pff, some days, a couple thousand people coming from Pinterest because some people have put it up there saying, see how terrible wide angle lenses look when you use for portraits here, this professional photographer is showing you how terrible it looks. And it's kind of funny w- without the that's... intent
0: being to show you how terrible it
1: looks. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, and, but it was just kind of funny that like, these people are basically making the exact opposite point that I was trying to make.
0: Right. Ultimately. Right. And, um, and, it, and beyond that, it doesn't translate into buying any of your prints. Oh, of course not. This or is signing just, up for your workshop.
1: Or... You know, they're just using traffic on my, uh, on my, on my site. So it's, it's, you know, you go back and forth, but apparently Pinterest's numbers are down drastically in the last month.
0: Yeah. I, I read somewhere it was like 30 upwards of 30%. Yeah. That's kind of tanking.
1: Yeah, it is to, tanky to, to, and to be
0: going up so so
1: sharply previously. The, and the thing is, is, that when did this thing premiere? I mean, I only heard about Pinterest three four months ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's it's almost like the life cycle of these sites and all of these things on the internet have have, have dwindled. You know that that are they're shrinking down to days instead right, of months right. instead of years. Um, I and had,
0: why do you think that, is it attention span? Is it, yeah, that's cool. What's next? Yeah, that's cool. What's next?
1: It probably is. And then new things come out all the time. I, you mm-hmm. know, I had a, um, I was down in Austin a couple weeks ago and I had coffee with a kid who, uh, who does uh, graphic design for, uh, Instagram. And he was actually moving to San Francisco because of the purchase by Facebook. Right. Uh, and, which is pretty th-
0: ballsy by the way, just, For For Zuckerberg to, to, no, for Zuckerberg just to kind of walk into the board and say, uh, yeah,
1: by the way, we're buying, yeah, I bought this. Well, he does have controlling share, doesn't he? -hmm. Yeah. That's nice of him. Well, you know what? You got to trust the guy. He's making a lot of money right now or scratch that he's creating a lot of virtual value. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, but, but I think, and I said to the, I said to this kid, I said, you know, I, I don't use Instagram. Like, I tend to not throw my stuff up on... If I put a picture up, I'll just stick it up on Twitter. Like, I don't need a whole other system to do this with. Right. Um. And I said, what, what is the difference between Instagram and a billion other sites that are just like it? I mean, yeah, they have, what, 30 million users or whatever. But as, as Pinterest thing is showing, 30 million users can go quick. Sure. And can build up somewhere else quick. So what exactly are you buying for... A billion dollars. Well, and and, it, and
0: down from two billion. Their asking price was two billion.
1: Two billion dollars, and there was what, like twenty guys in the in the company.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Uh, and it just kind of, I mean, and and there's a lot of people out there who are pontificating about, you know, uh, they have they have momentum or the 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 thirty million users they do have are are tastemakers and 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 they have the the darlings <laughs> of the world, you know, all this, you know, all this sort if, of like if kind your of PR.
0: If your taste is nineteen seventy two Polaroid photographs,
1: yeah, but it, but there's a lot of that, like sort of um, <laughs> PR kind of right. double think talk, right, right. You know, like there's no <laughs> there's no real reality behind it, It's just a whole bunch of people talking. You know,
0: do, do you think they that it, it at least part of it could have been because Facebook's got an IPO coming up, and there there's some is that extending Facebook's ba- value so it looks like they're worth more. In the IPO, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I I don't I think it actually makes them look worse because it's like wow they're spending a billion dollars on a photo sharing service, hmm. uh, and and you know how are they going to integrate it and how is it going to work? But it, but I just look at this Pinterest the usage going down and I just it just sh- shows me how quickly these services go up and down or and all over the place you know. Uh, Pe- people are fickle. They are they are very very fickle. But.
0: Uh, Facebook membership continues to grow.
1: Yeah, but not in the Western world. Mm. Like it sort of has leveled off in the U.S. It's like in China and India, and you know, it's the third world, and um, it is a monstrous entity. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, go they're, back they're and forth of how I on feel a billion about billion it. Users. Yeah, a one, billion users. Yeah, yeah, one seventh of the world. Although That's you know, it's, it's funny. I was listening to something the other day, and they were saying how I think it might have been on that TV show House. Where they were saying, you know, the chances of that happening are one in a billion. And he's just like, yeah, that means there's seven people in the world who have it. Hmm. And it's just kind of funny. That's kind of a a weird
0: perspective. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was even thinking this morning that like photographers and and artists of all types. Now with the internet, you are now not comparing yourself with your community. You're comparing yourself to every other person who does what you do in the entire world. Right. You know, you take and and the barrier of
0: entry is getting lower and lower and lower.
1: Yes, and I just think it's kind of crazy. I mean, you are now comparing yourself to everyone out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I take pictures of flowers. You know, well, then there are a hundred million floral photographers in the world, and 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 the ones that you see on the internet are the top hundred. And right. yeah, they're going to be good. Um, so it's hard to it's 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 easy to start questioning your own self in light of this like huge deluge of of information. Sure. You know? Uh my sister sent me a thing yesterday that said that the a single edition of the New York Times contains more information than the average sixteenth century or seventeenth century person saw in their entire lifetime't
0: wild you know unbelievable,
1: and there are people who read the New York Times like cover to day. cover yeah yeah uh so it's just i mean put that in perspective of what we pull in video or just you know the internet in general mm-hmm. um. It's kind of crazy. And I mean, you get into a lot like over overwhelming amounts of information, uh, which which incidentally, you know, slides over into into all the gear we get too. like uh, see Nikon put out this put out a new camera, the thirty two hundred
0: thirty two hundred. Yeah. yeah.
1: Basically, it's a cropped version of the eight hundred they put out a couple of months ago.
0: Yeah, it's and then there's there, there's a rumor of a of a new full frame as well. Yeah, I, I
1: I don't I don't know that I understand it. But this is 24 megapixels in a cropped sensor. Yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, this is crazy amounts of data. And I mean, I've I've had this. Look, I've ranted about this innumerable times with you and with other people. It's just look. I use a, a 22 megapixel. I guess it is now the new 5D. Um and it's great. And, and I have more than enough resolution to do anything I need to do except for very specific special occasions. Yeah, but uh, didn't
0: didn't you have that with the 5D, too?
1: I had that with my old camera. Yes. Yeah. And in many ways, I had that with the original 5D. I mean, 12 megapixels is fine. I was doing, you know, full page uh, portraits for magazines on 12 megapixels. Sure. Uh, which is essentially what people have in their phones now. Um, and it, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, we have all this information, but... What are you using it for? you're shrinking it down you're sticking it on the web, right? You know how many people are printing at all? How many people are printing at eight by ten? How many people are printing twenty by thirty, which is kind of the the size that you need to get to before you actually start noticing anything above that um, very few people I mean how often do you print that big
0: um, not not very often I mean it more and more, but then I I paint on top of it or, or yeah, you're doing stuff. Yeah. I, I just a straight print. Very seldom, you know, Nikki yeah. prints um, a lot of her work, uh, but rarely goes above 16 by 20.
1: Yeah. 16 by 20, which in the grand scheme of things used to be a pretty big print in the, in the film world, 16 by 20 was a big print. Sure. You know, Nowadays, you have all these guys going out there and making these giant wall-sized images. Um, I had a I had an email uh, from this guy down in Singapore who wants to purchase some of my motion images, and he wants some of them at two thousand pixel or two thousand millimeters by twenty five hundred millimeters, which is something like eighty by one hundred inches. Yeah, which that's is an, that's big. It's an enormous print, and and. And I don't know how my files will look at that size. So some people could say, well, you know, if you were shooting at 65 or 80 megapixels, like these phase one and uh, leaf backs, then, you know, maybe you'd, you'd have the resolution. And it's like, well, that's true. But, you know, this is such a rarity. Sure. You know? And, and no, those it,
0: photographs aren't designed to be looked at at arm's distance.
1: no. no. And and no one in the film world, no one would have ever printed that big. Right? You know, this is this is an occasion, and and even now they do it so rarely, except for billboards, and you know, super mega rich people things. Uh, is that a I thing? Mean, <laughs> it is super mega rich people things. But it's 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 just kind of funny. It's like that people think they need more, but most of the time you're downsizing everything. Downsizing, downsizing, downsizing. We want to use it for the web. We, we need to shrink it down in resolution. We need to shrink it down in data. So we're going to use JPEG lossy compression, and we're going to do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I I don't know. You know, this
0: with the 3200 and and with the upcoming, if it's if it's real, the 600, which they're saying is is going to be full frame for about fifteen hundred dollars, and then Canon fired back. They've got an entry level, what they're calling an entry level full frame camera in the works. Yeah, uh, who who are they targeting with these? I, it, I don't. The, the camera uh, at some point, at some point, very quickly, the body becomes secondary to the money that you've spent in glass. Yes,
1: yeah, yes. The I mean, in many ways, lenses are more important. So, um, I mean, I, I, I am personally a fan of full frame cameras because I like doing short depth of field. I like grabbing as much light as I can. They're better uh, at, at high sensitivity, that kind of stuff. But for your average mom or dad taking pictures at a soccer game, they don't need full frame.
0: See, and that's that's the rub for me, is using the words entry level and full frame in the same sentence. You're, you're, you're making the barrier of entry even lower, Yeah, which it's already low compared to five and ten years ago.
1: Is that a bad thing? I don't know that it's a bad thing, but... You're basically saying that people should have to want it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, all
0: right I, I do, uh, but then you you know you go the other way and you look at something like the Fuji the, uh, the Pro Pro X One Pro One X. Yeah, fantastic photographs from that camera.
1: Yeah, which is a uh, for those who don't know is is essentially like a little rangefinder, like a mini uh, um, Leica like body. Uh, in fact, does it take what kind of lenses does it take? Is it is it Leica M I think it will mount? take.
0: Uh, I think it will take adapter? Leica, and there's also there's a Nikon adapter. Um,
1: okay, so you, you get adapters for it. yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, then the no, four
0: it's... thirds cameras. Those will there are adapters for those to use Nikon and yeah. Canon lenses.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, full frame is is great. You know, if you if you know what you're doing, but it makes everything more. Trickier, you know, uh, more trickier, everything trickier. I mean, you, you take it, you focus on, you know, you focus on somebody's eye and you have to be careful because their eyelashes or the tip of their nose is out of focus. And, you know, if you're working at, at, at wide open apertures on a cropped camera, there's a little more wiggle room because mm-hmm. it's, it's getting, you know, it's getting blown up less essentially. Right. Um, and
0: some of the stuff that you shoot has such crazy shallow depth of field.
1: Right. And I like that, but I, I know that it's there and I know what I'm what I'm trying to do with it. But if you hand that to somebody who's just trying to take pictures at a party, they'd be better off with a crop sensor where more stuff would be in focus, mm-hmm. you know, as a general rule. I was shooting the other day a band and I had like the band members on, this ca- on these couches in the background and I had the main lead singer up front um, and I was shooting it, I don't know, F-16 or something like that. And the people in the background are soft, you know, I'm at F-16 and I hmm. don't get 10 feet of depth of field. Uh, or you know everything. It's a gray area. There's an, it's not like a line that goes off and is out of focus. But right. it was interesting to me that you know there are times when I would say I wouldn't mind having a cropped camera. Right. You know, every once in a while that would be handy. Uh, but you know that's it's fine. It's neither here nor there. But it's just kind of crazy to me that now they're making they're making 24 megapixel cameras. This is just nuts. Yeah. For, hey, for, uh,
0: have uh, you had any uh, any issue with uh, the Alleged light leak on your Mark
1: III. Oh, the Canon thing. Yeah. Okay, so for for those of you who don't know, so the new uh, 5D Mark III body, apparently if you put a lens cap on and you turn the screen on because you're doing live view pictures, um, for some people in very dark environments, there is light from the back of the screen is getting somehow into where the sensor is and screwing up the exposure. Again, this is like, you know, if you were standing on a single foot on the second Tuesday of May and you happen to be at Yosemite National Park, X will happen. No, it, um, is
0: it is it from the LCD on the back or I thought it was from the LCD on the top when you when you activated the backlight? Oh, is
1: that is that what it
0: is? I, I thought that's what it was. I, I may be wrong.
1: Uh, and I, probably I thought don't. it was the one on the back, but it could be the one on the top, too. But either way, it's it's you know when you're using live view and in your incredibly dark situations, um, I have not had the problem. I've tried to replicate it, and it didn't you know make that much of a difference. Hmm. And also, and apparently, people have canons come out and said this may be a problem in a few cameras. Like yes, it may look like it's doing something, but this will have minimal to no impact on the actual photo that gets taken.
0: Will they do a recall? Uh, Do you think
1: they said that they would? take back the, they would they would replace certain cameras or 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 you know if you really wanted to they'll do something about it mm-hmm. but again i i personally don't see this situ- don't see it as a problem um for me it's the kind of thing where let's see if the lcd panel illuminates so i'm assuming that's the back one okay um they're looking into a fix for the problem but they don't have one yet it's just it's one of those things where okay if you were a nighttime astronomical photographer and you're using the back thing in Live View or something? Like maybe this would be an issue, but there's I, I've had a few people even write me Twitter messages saying, "Hey, have you, have you checked to see if you have a problem with your?" I'm like, I don't. No, none of you are going to have that problem, right? You know, it's I mean it's the same thing. I it's it's the same old tale. It's like there's nothing happening with your camera that is going to keep you from taking great pictures. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You know yeah unless, I, I unless love, your camera's broken you know
0: I, I loved like, what you said the other day you were like you know if I, I even repeated it if you bought your camera in the last four years and your pictures suck it's not the gear it's true yeah
1: yeah there's yeah. there's nothing that these cameras don't do now I mean you you with any modern camera that you spent more than500 dollars on have a better photographic piece of equipment than was made. <laughs> You know, I mean, you could argue against that in many ways, but you have as good of a machine as any photographer in history, right? Go take pictures.
0: And, and you still want to make it look like Polaroid film.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. And then you want to make it go look like Polaroid. It's just, oh, it's dumbfounding to me. I really don't understand. I want, I that. want
0: to, I want to unleash you on that rant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you, do you, I mean, you, do you do this? Do you, I don't, I don't do have I uh,
0: I don't have an iPhone, so I don't have the, inst- I don't use Instagram. Yeah. Um, do you see
1: Phil Schiller of Apple apparently stopped using Instagram because it jumped the shark yeah, once yeah, they it, made an Android yeah, app.
0: Once they made the Android
1: app. <laughs> what an erudite jerk. <laughs> like, sorry, that's just jerk. <laughs> Whatever. Oh yeah! Yeah. Oh, they let the rabble rousers. That's right. That's right. You're you're hosting on
0: a competing platform. How dare you?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Who who do you think you are? Yeah. I just I can't even go anywhere near that. But uh, but yeah. The whole the whole taking these pictures that people back in the '60s. Let's let's back up to the '60s. People back in
0: the '60s. Hold on, hold on. Let me buckle in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Took pictures with Polaroids. (laughs) And they looked that way. Edwin Land did not want Polaroids to have that look. He tried to make them look as good as possible, and that's as good as he could get them to look. You know, um, he wanted a perfect replication of what came through the lens, and that's the best he could do. So if you take your phone and your new iPhone 4, what is it, a 4S? 4S. This is the newest one.
0: Come on, like you don't know. Come on. I I,
1: I was going to say 4GS, but I got that wrong. <laughs> uh for us and in a good lighting situation outside with not too much contrast and take a very nice picture and then put it through some sort of algorithm that makes it look like a picture from 50 years ago it's 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 edwin land would come up and slap you across the face He would, he would be like, you have in your hands a perfect replication of the scene in front of you and you're making it look like the thing that I barely pulled off 50 years ago. Like, why would you do that? You don't understand what I'm saying, but it's cute. Well, see, that's the thing. There's like this nostalgia thing, right? Right. I wonder if, I wonder if photographers like in the 1960s, like made everything look like glass plates. No,
0: no. Would they have done
1: that? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. well, that's the other thing is like when people, you know, there's, there are, I know a lot of film photographers who don't shoot a lot of digital and, and I, I am fine with film photography. Don't, you know, we don't, Well, yeah.
0: That. Th- this coming from the guy who's still coveting how many, how many slices of, of Polaroid 55 have you got
1: left? Six. I got to <laughs> use them. I got to use them before they go bad. By the way, before wait, before I get on that, did you see that Fuji says that the price of their, all their films is going to go up? I did
0: see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So now
1: you have you have Kodak who gets rid of all their slide films, which I preferred to Fuji slide films. Um, And so so Agfa no longer makes film. Uh, Ilford, I guess, still makes black and white because that's all they've ever made, I think.
0: Yep, you can still get Ilford black and white. But processing has gone. Our local lab has gone up, I think, uh, 20, 25 percent.
1: Oh, my local lab, I went and got a roll processed and it was twice what it, it used to be like two or three dollars. She would just say, hey, or give me three bucks and she'd run it through the machine. And now, last time I went, it was five dollars a roll hmm. for her to run through the machine just because the costs of chemicals have gone up that much.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just no. That's just kind of crazy. But there, so there's people who, who sit there and used to use film, and they're just they never want to move to digital, or they just can't handle the technology, or they're old and stubborn, or they're young and stubborn, um, or they tried a digital camera in 1997 and the pictures didn't look any good, so they haven't tried since. Um, and 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 they argue how much better all this stuff looks and 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 whatnot. No, oh, it's all about uh. the the film because it's the original and it's like well yeah but you're using 35 millimeter film or you're using 120 film in this camera like your forebearers used glass plates and you know right mixed up their own collodion and and all that kind of stuff and and made made uh albumin prints which i love that that's coming back with Uh, egg whites and and stuff And, and i do too and i think it's very cool but you know to say that the original is film. It's like, well, no, the original is not film. The original is glass plates. So why don't you, you know, the people who used to make glass plates probably looked at you and said, you newfangled kids with your film. Right. Back in you know, real pictures are made by hand, um, which is an argument that can be made, but at the same time, it's sort of like a, I don't know, just kind of gets lost to me. It goes, it goes over my head. You're talking about that, uh, the, what is the something in light, the video that you put up?
0: Right uh silver silver and light
1: silver and light think so this guy has a giant truck like a u-haul kind of truck
0: yeah it's like and, a like a panel van type thing
1: right and he's built a camera essentially out of the truck and he's got his whole lab inside so that he 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 creates these big plates i think they're just collodion prints right. or, or or plates right uh but they're he mixes warmth. it up i mean the, the plates yeah, are yeah.
0: you know 20 by 30 bigger
1: yep yeah and, and then he exposes it through a lens that's essentially on the back door of the van. Is that true?
0: Um, yeah, it peeks out. Uh, Ian okay. Rudder is his name. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Ian. Uh, R-U-H-T-E-R. Ian Rudder.
1: Rudder. Ruder. Ruder. maybe? Rudder. I don't know.
0: But uh, so, uh, amazing. He's going to be in L.A. Uh, a couple weeks. We're going to try and yes. go talk to him and see if we could. you know.
1: It, it's very cool stuff. And, and, and doing one at a time is very, very cool. But again, not every photographer is going to do that. I mean, he has his niche. Sure. If a hundred photographers all came out and started doing that, it wouldn't be a niche anymore. Right.
0: Uh, and and think about this. He says it's costing him $500 every time he clicks the shutter. $500
1: every time he clicks the shutter. Yeah.
0: $500 in, in I guess it's chemicals, maybe?
1: <sighs> that's expensive. That's, that's a lot. Yeah.
0: But you that's, know... I, I, I I remember you told me. Uh, think of each each time you press the shutter, costing a dollar.
1: And that's, I mean, that's what it is with like uh, medium format cameras, mm-hmm. or actually even thirty five millimeter cameras now. If you're shooting film,
0: yeah, it's going to be close to that by the time you get prints done. And and you know, it's
1: it's 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 not cheap to shoot film. You know,
0: do you think it'll go away completely? I mean, do you think
1: we'll see that in our lifetime? Right. In <laughs> our lifetime. Uh, back in the I, day i think that um i think that film will you know how um you ever go to a photo store and look through the chemicals like the, you know the 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 what's it called stuff the darkroom yeah, equipment because i love okay. the smell
0: of fixer right
1: and you do i do
0: yeah there's there, you actually love the smell yeah, of fixer yeah there is something yeah it, yeah for those of you who've never been in a dark room yeah what is it? Sodium thiosulfate? Is not that what it is? Is
1: this, is this a sexual thing for you? No,
0: no. Well, maybe. Okay. A, maybe a little. <laughs> no. Uh, there is just something. It's one of those smells that you you can't unsmell it. Yeah. You know, and it's it's very distinct. It's very. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's there's something about that smell that that is just it's amazing.
1: Okay. Well, if you go back there. Uh, and you look at this stuff, by the way, I went to b and h recently, and what used to be four aisles was down to two aisles last time I was there is now down to like half of the back wall of chemistry yeah,, uh, do they
0: still carry i 'm um, sure they do enlarging equipment, probably not as much though anymore. I
1: think they have like one enlarger or two enlargers uh, you know i mean you like very few people do this stuff anymore yeah. anyway. The, the the reason I brought it up is that you know you go and you you buy Kodak or Ilford chemicals, which is fine. But there's also like there's a I think it's photographers' formulary, or one of those companies, um, that 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 makes sort of uh, they're sort of uh, boutiquey mm-hmm. chemicals, mm-hmm. and I think that that's that's where it's going. You know, it's 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 the people who. Are going to buy their chemicals online mm-hmm. you know and 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 oh i 'm buying uh, a box of this film, and yes, it costs me a thousand dollars for this you know equivalent of like you know, four hundred pictures worth of film, right and i 'm going to roll my own cartridges and i 'm going to shoot my own film, and i 'm going to process it myself by buying the chemicals from a place like this photographer's formulary or that kind of thing. I really wouldn't be surprised if Kodak and Ilford got out of the business.
0: I wonder how long it'll be before we see, like, you know, Costco or, or Walmart or something like that just
1: discontinuing their, their film web. Do, I mean, even now, I mean, are, is, it, is it film that they're doing most of the time or are they printing digital pictures for people?
0: I think, well, I think they they send them out. I don't I don't know that they've got labs on, on premises. I mean, if somebody wants is that to true? write in and, and uh, correct me.
1: I thought that was the big thing, right, that you could go to Costco and get a big print done for cheap. Huh? Well,
0: maybe you can get a big print, but I don't know if I don't know if you can get your oh, your oh, film
1: processing film sure
0: done in in an hour or whatever it used yeah. to.
1: Yeah, I mean I I feel bad because this local place down by me in Brooklyn, I mean, it's run by this Chinese couple, and and Connie the woman is is a sweetheart. And you know I I don't shoot that much film anymore. I go in there once every six or four or six months. Mm-hmm. You know, with a roll that I I was bored one day and I threw a roll of film in my camera.
0: Yeah, so you're only going in with a roll at a time. Even then.
1: Right, yeah, and and that's not going to keep her in business. No. So what happens when she goes out of business? Then where do I go? Then I got to go to uh, uh, uh where are the f- there's some fancy places in town that I can do gall and those kinds of places, mm-hmm. or you
0: mail order these places,
1: it. or mail order it, which is crazy. Is that weird
0: to think about? You've got so, to mail your film in.
1: Yeah, so I think that I think that that's where film is going. Right, that that it will exist at least black and white film like silver mm-hmm. will exist for a long time, but I think it's going to become a boutique kind of thing.
0: And um, very expensive.
1: Yeah. They're d- and a very expensive. Do you know people who, um, process their own film with like alternate chemistry? Like there's people who process film with coffee. What? There's a way to process film black and white film. I think it is with coffee. Huh? I'll have to look it up. I'll put it, I'll see if I can put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, there's, there's crazy stuff out there and I think there's going to be more of that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why, what do you think?
0: I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I have very fond memories of, of film and, and buying bulk rolls and, and loading my own cartridges. And it's just, there's a sadness to it. There's a, there's a sort of melancholy to thinking that that will, will go away and that, that, you know kids who are who are in school right now learning photography instead of learning on you know pentax k1000s they've got these little point and shoot digital cameras
1: point and shoot or they have a 5d mark 3 in school i don't know why not what they're expensive okay they 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 have a nikon d 3200 sure at 24 megapixels or uh yeah
0: yeah but even that i i I don't know there's just you you think
1: that it's starting out at too high of a level?
0: In a sense, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that there's almost a reverence that we've that we've lost for the process. And I I really enjoyed the process, though I don't engage in it any longer. I I feel lucky that I that I did start learning when it was still very much the way you did things. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I I feel very lucky that I that I have gotten to experience any number of times an image fading up in a tray of developer, and I and I'm yeah. I'm sad that there are people that will never ever experience that because it is alchemy, it is it is
1: it's magic. There's something true. there. true. You know, no, it is a beautiful thing. But is it, but is it what? But think about the power that you have in digital. Sure. I mean, if 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 it was that much better wouldn't more people be doing it? I mean, that's, that's the real argument, right? Like if it is, is is it convenience that people love about digital or is it, you know, there are more photographers now than there were way more photographers now than there were 10 years ago. Sure. I mean, not just even professional, but I mean, people who are the, the, the hobby of photography has exploded because of digital.
0: No. And I'm, I'm not saying in the least that I'm, "Oh, Oh, I need to shoot film. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I love digital. I, I love what you can do with it. Um, but I think I appreciate the flexibility, the immediacy, uh, the creative control that you have in digital more because I learned what came before it.
1: Yeah, now you just sound like an old man. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs>
0: oh, okay,
1: well. No, I you know Fair look. Enough. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I you know I've got a like and a Hasselblad and a four x five in my closet. I like those tools, mm-hmm. and there is a place for them. Um, but you sort of quickly get into the Chicago Great Books kind of thing, where it's like any thought after Greek history is useless. And no, no, no. People no and and, and, and I hope I
0: didn't come off that way thinking thinking that that it's it's useless. I just yeah, it, it made an impact
1: on me. Okay. Do you think that if if you started in photography today, would you still tell somebody, all all things being equal, you would you tell somebody, here's a K one thousand with a roll of triax?
0: I think it's something that you should experience. Yeah, because it is. Okay. It is. It's amazing. You know. It, yes. It and, and it's it's just as amazing to me as a digital sensor is. You know. I, I mean, I I sit and look at my camera and it's, you know, it's a piece of funky colored glass, but it somehow records what my camera sees. I, I, I'm amazed by that, yeah. you know? And I, I yeah. think, you know, you and I have talked, uh, at, at, great length about being amazed by technology and being amazed that, that this, this phone that you've got is reaching up to space and back every time you yeah. say anything or every time you upload, so that amazes me. Um, yeah. and I think some people don't allow themselves to be amazed by the tool that they hold in their hands, regardless of whether it's analog or digital.
1: It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, even, even yesterday I took, you know, I took some of those pictures of that singer and I tried some pictures of her at this piano kind of backlit sort of this, this, this real high key from behind kind of thing. So almost the foreground is almost in shadow and just kind of blown out in the background, mm-hmm. but it was a little too much. And I pulled back the, Exposure, And I pulled it back two and a half stops and there was still some data in there. And I was like, wow, Hmm. that's actually a lot of uh, headroom for this sensor. I think it's actually more than in my old camera. Wow. You know, but I was just like, that is white. And somehow using all these algorithms and whatever and raw data that this computer can actually find information in there Mm -hmm. and pull it out for me. Like, if I had shot film, that's white, and it's white, and it's white, and it's never coming back. Right, right. You know, uh, it's, I don't know. I, it, the whole film thing, I go back and forth. I have, I, have a, I have an egg container, not an egg carton, but like one of those uh, egg trays. You know, like in the fridge, they put the little tray that you're supposed to put eggs yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, sure. I have mine full of film. And it's all in the fridge and and maybe there's 15, 20 rolls in there. Cause every time I go to the store, I'll be like, Oh, you know, I don't have any of that 3,200 speed film. And I carry some of that when I travel sometimes. Um, and I'll buy some extra and put it in there, but I don't think I've, I think I've shot one roll in the past year, you know, and I kind of, I feel bad about that, but it's expensive. Sure. And then you got to take it home you got to scan it, scanning films, time consuming and, and, and pain in the neck. um, I feel like I do feel like I'm abandoning in some ways uh like the history of it all mm-hmm. um and and obviously there is a place for some photographers to keep doing that if only because that is their calling card sure you know um, well you know, I'm the guy who shoots large format film or whatever
0: well I think one of the other things and this will this will bring us to something something else we want to talk about is the, the New York city archive. Um, yes, go ahead. You know, it, where, where is all of this data going to be in a hundred years from now? It's not going to be on DVD media because DVD media doesn't last that long.
1: Yeah. So, well, where's it going to be? I'm still, uh, you mean digital stuff or should mm-hmm. you? Yeah, that's, it's a big question. I mean, prints, prints are probably the most stable, right? Cause you can make these prints, And, and, and regardless of computing technology, if you're making nice little pigment print and put it in a box, it's not going anywhere. Um, the question is there are a billion pictures taken every day. Right. How many of them actually matter? Do we need to have a trillion pictures by 2015 or whatever? Well,
0: I mean, whether they matter or not, I'm just talking about the medium. I mean, what what we're we're talking about is, is, uh, New York city just released, was it nearly a million photographs?
1: it was a lot Um, 870,000
0: photographs I think
1: 870,000 photographs which means they scanned 870,000 photographs which is
0: crazy time consuming
1: and they're really nice scans too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, so
0: they've released these free of charge Uh, although you, you can't really see them now because apparently the database crashed yeah
1: yeah, yeah. There, there were too many people due to overwhelming demand. The New York City Municipal Archives online gallery is unavailable at present. Yeah, maintenance activities are underway to address the issue. Uh, I think that they they took these pictures. They were very excited. They put them up online, and then they got huge amounts of coverage on the internet and just kind of crashed the whole thing. But if we'll put some stuff in the show notes, but but see, you even can that see- makes me
0: happy that so many people wanted to see these 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 images. I,
1: I, I agree with you to a point, And then I think, yeah, but next week, what will be the traffic on this? Right. thing? Is this just, is this just another bear falling out of a tree? Nah,
0: I want to see yeah. the animated gif of that bear falling out of a tree, and have it bounce.
1: <laughs> somebody make one. Uh, somebody make one some, of of some of these, pictures though are amazing because they're, they're showing the city in a way that we don't see the city now. Right. Uh, and for those of you who live in or visited New York city, I mean, it's got a certain way about it. And you can actually see some of these pictures, and you could go to these places and see them basically now. these A lot of these buildings still exist, and then it's sort of a matter of kind of imagining them with different signage on them or, or different color or that kind of thing. See,
0: I, I um, would love to see a project. Maybe you should do this. Take, take this upon yourself. Go retake these
1: retake shots. Retake
0: some of these shots. That would yeah. be fun.
1: People do that kind of stuff. And I think it's really, really cool. And then you get into the whole question of, okay, once computers can figure out where all these things are, you could wear, you could do sort of a virtual reality thing where you hold up your iPad or your glasses sure. or your phone yeah. and it shows you the old version of kind the of thing. augmented reality. Um, that would be kind of cool. Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I think this stuff is really great. Um, I like looking at all these old pictures. I love how grisly There's, they
0: are. Some of the crime scene photos are just,
1: oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know yeah crazy the, yeah the, yeah well that's a lot of that stuff too the whole uh the whole ouija stuff mm-hmm. and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff um yeah crime scene photos dark but you, i mean all these places still exist like you're walking on the same concrete a lot of times um and it's 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 looking at a city in a very very different way
0: we should do uh, that uh, and you, i should come visit nikki and i should come visit you and we'll go do this
1: we'll go shoot a bunch yeah, yeah. of these wouldn't that be fun how ha- how many of the eight hundred and seventy thousand pictures are we going to do?
0: I'd say a quarter.
1: <laughs> you know, well, it's only in a weekend. We could take a quarter million pictures in a weekend. Uh, yeah, wedding photographers do it all the time.
0: <laughs> okay, that was Zing. Bill. That was Bill. I did not say this. Wedding photographer.
1: That was a z- oh, that was me. Nothing against my wedding photographer friends. You guys are amazing, and more power to you. But you do have the ability to take a billion pictures now, where before you were limited by. Uh, your, your 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 film, you know, right? The cost of doing the cost of doing business, as it were. Yeah, no, we um, should do that. That would be fun. Well, you know, okay. Well, what's funny about this is that uh, one of the things that I I thought we'd do with this show is actually bring up uh, a photographer, mm-hmm. like talk about a different photographer each week. Um, a lot of them historical ones, maybe people don't necessarily know of that. That I mean, t- to your end of people not understanding where all this came from. I think we need to sometimes do a little education. You know, I didn't know
0: this this uh, guy that you that you're going to talk about, and I'm
1: okay. Well, uh, yeah, Eugene Ache, who uh, if you haven't heard of him, is a French photographer from Paris. Uh, he was born in the 1850s, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, died in 1927, and uh, he started taking pictures. He was like a failed actor. Started taking pictures when he was 30. Now, remember, this was you know, the 1880s that he's taking pictures, taking pictures was expensive and he was using glass plates and he was making albumin prints, which is essentially, um, you it's, it's making prints out of egg whites as the fixer or as, as the fixative, like to put the, uh, silver on the, uh, paper and they actually expose them in light. So you actually put them like in sunlight and when they're exposed enough, you take them out and you do something else to them and it stops the process. Um, uh, So they're very, very old school kind of things. But what he did was, which was really great, was that he took all of these great pictures of Paris uh, around the turn of the century at a time when Paris was sort of getting rebuilt because Paris is a very old city and there's a lot of places in the city where these buildings were hundreds of years old and they were ancient. And around the turn of the century, they started tearing things down and rebuilding. Um, And Ache wanted to go around and actually shoot a lot of this stuff before it disappeared which is kind of a, a great thing. Um, what's kind of crazy about it. And you've seen some of his pictures are sort of famous, mm-hmm. uh, store windows at the, at the, at that period of time, that kind of thing. In fact, a lot of them are sort of the originals of what people think are sort of avant-garde and surreal. Now, you know, uh, uh store windows where you can see what's in the window as well as what's reflected on the outside. And you get sort of these really crazy, uh, overlaid images kind of stuff. Uh, he was doing that all 120 years ago, well before you and your iPhone and your hipstagram. Um, and and what, what I find well, really cool about there. it... <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, just quick little aside. There's something about... You've got a chip on your pho- sho- <laughs> shoulder
0: about this.
1: Oh, fashion <laughs> photography, though. How often fashion photographers think that they're doing something new, and yet it was all done by Avedon in the 50s? You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like you look back at, at fashion photography and there was like even like Cecil Beaton and these guys like in the 1920s and 30s were doing stuff that nowadays people think looks hip and cool and, and, and it's fresh. And it's like, no, it's actually 100 years old. You just have no sense of history. Anyway, one of the things that's great about Aceh is that in his entire life, he photographed about 10,000 frames. That's, that's amazing. Right. That's amazing. 10,000 pictures. Now, I sold my 5D Mark II uh, when I got this Mark III a couple of days after, and I think I had seventy or eighty thousand pictures on that camera. So I took with one camera eight or ten times as many pictures as Ache did in his entire life. Um, and again, wedding photographer—that's like you know a weekend and a half. So <laughs> it's it's you know what I'm saying. Though. Sure. Like, I mean, th- th- we throw we throw images at. A problem, like we just take as many frames as possible, and what it does is it just gives us more data to then have to edit later. And as 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 art gets easier because the equipment gets cheaper and because people can can get this stuff and and make stuff for next to nothing compared to what it used to cost. I wouldn't
0: say art gets easier. I would say product gets easier.
1: Okay, okay, uh, making yes, okay, making making stuff gets easier. There you go. Making good stuff is just there as hard. You go. Um, and I guess my point is, is that editing is everything, right? At the point at which you can videotape, or, you know, videotape, that ages me right there. <laughs> at the point at which you can record you the world. When you pop your VHSC in, adapter in, into <laughs> your camera. <laughs> at the point at which you can record the world in infinite resolution, which essentially we're getting to that point. Your editing is everything. Editing is art. In, in the modern right. day. Right, and, and
0: uh, I think it's important to to note by editing, you're also meaning the selection process as editing, not just editing a particular photograph, not just...
1: Yes, a, absolutely. Yep. Deciding yeah, what to down, keep and what not to keep. Yeah, deciding what is important mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and really getting that down and not saying, taking a 1,000 pictures and getting it down to a 100 and saying, oh, I'm done. It's like, no, get that 1,000 down to five pictures. Right. You know, because h a wouldn't have taken a thousand pictures he would have taken five pictures, and he would have done that editing before he took the picture you know he he only it was very expensive and very time consuming for him to do, so they took a lot more time in selecting their subjects and the framing and the lighting and the whole sure. thing um and I think that that is one place where we could improve nowadays and and a lot of people talk about that litro camera. Have you seen that
0: i have seen it i you know I think it's interesting.
1: yes, it's interesting as a concept. Right. But you're just pushing the editing further down the chain. Mm -hmm. Oh, now I don't even have to decide what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, well then why don't we just have a bunch of robots go around and take pictures and then you guys can edit them. We just call through them. Yeah.
0: That's,
1: I mean, essentially you might as well just have CCTV cameras and just find pictures. It's like the guys who take pictures out of Google maps. You ever seen Mm -hmm. that where it's like, okay, but you didn't, take that picture but i guess you edited it because you chose that out of a infinite amount of data right but i don't, I don't um, want to
0: just become a selector
1: i i agree but in some ways you are just a selector you're just doing it at the stage of pressing the button mm-hmm. rather than doing it afterwards and and i understand that and i agree with you but uh, you know i look you look back at people like at and you think you know what they didn't take every picture they saw Cause it was very expensive. Right. So they were much more selective. So what in didn't what they, they shot. see
0: that maybe would have been amazing too, or what didn't they well,
1: choose? It's true. But the crazy thing about these uh, photos, Ache are incredible, is, by the
0: way, these are beautiful. Yeah, they're
1: great. We'll, we'll put a link in the thing. And I have a, I have a great book, uh, Tashin, you know, yeah, yeah. the book company, yeah. uh, makes a little icons book. I guess it's like maybe five by seven. Uh, it's a couple hundred pages. And I think I paid like 10 bucks for it, 12 bucks for it. Uh, at, uh, at the strand or something. Um, but it's all these, it's like probably 150, which is, you know, a large percentage of all the pictures he ever took. Um, uh, pictures of all Paris and all kinds of people and things. And it's, it's really, really great. Um, but, but that, that he, his pictures were relatively unknown until after world war one. Um, he had all these pictures and, uh, Bernie Abbott, uh, Bernice Abbott, who is a photographer, woman photographer from the time, sort of discovered her, uh, him rather, uh, and tried to get people to notice him. And then other artists like man, Ray and Matisse and Picasso came out and started supporting him. And, and just, I think it was right after he died. Uh, they put a bunch of his stuff in a showing in Paris of surreal art, wow. because at the time that's what was hot. Mm-hmm. And he was in some ways sort of the grandfather after the fact Sort of like the Robert Johnson of surreal right, art. Right.
0: unintentional, you
1: know unintentionally um that 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 he was only noticed after he died, which is always very sad to me what what is the name of this of the Tashin book uh it's called ache's Paris got it uh it's it's uh, yeah, it's pretty great, um I like looking at his stuff and it kind of makes me think whenever I walk around the city, I always try to look at it like Ache does mm-hmm. um. He had a certain he had a certain way, and look again. Not every picture he took was gold. Not every picture anybody's going to take is gold. Um, but 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 he had he had a thing, you know. Uh, and 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 I think I think a little more. T- look, he was shooting eighteen by twenty four centimeter plates, which is what six inches by nine inches essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is you know time-consuming and, and very slow and methodical. But I think that there's a certain amount of that that, that, that could do us all right. well.
0: Yeah, I mean, with a it's view camera, it looks like as well. So, I mean, that's a whole other process.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's carrying around a giant tripod right, with a big right. camera. Um, so, it's, it's you know, it's, it's maybe take your <laughs> assignment for the week, go outside, take your camera and think of it as if it would cost you $50. Or what did the guy say? How much did it cost? $500? For, for
0: the, the, these big uh, wet plates? Yeah, five hundred dollars yeah. every time he's pressing okay. the shutter.
1: You know, yeah. Use your use your camera one day or for a week as if it costs you five hundred dollars every time you hit the shutter. At that point, you start thinking a lot more about focusing and 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 exposure and framing, gesture um, intent. Yeah, and you might actually get. I'll, I'll take that back. I think you will get better "quote unquote" photographs out of it rather than just snapping everything you see. Mm-hmm. Um and I think maybe maybe you know a a good, a good photographer knows when not to take pictures. And that goes for, you know, when it would be rude and it also goes for you know when 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 you 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 want to make less art but you want to make better art. I don't know. I just I have a thing about that.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> it's like that, right? <laughs> Uh, All right. We're going to wrap this up. But uh, you know what? Uh, This was fun. We need to do it again. Let's do this again next week. You know, one of the things we'd like to do on this show is answer listener questions. So if you have a photography or imaging related question you'd like Jeffrey or I to answer and pontificate upon, uh, you can send them over to us. You can send them to me via email, bill at billwadman.com or at billwadman on Twitter. And we will try to get to it the following week. Thanks for listening, everyone.